Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jessica, don't you mean re-elected president of the Andy McPhee fan club? (laughs) Um, Sarah Ferguson? Didn't know we had an election. Um, Last time I... I checked the team name for the drafts that I picked was Andy's Angels. Andy's mine. Um, just saying, no, great Andy episode here. Um, honestly, a good episode overall. I felt. Um, yeah. Really liked this one. Really excited to to get into it. And I can't believe we're already fifteen episodes into season three. I like, know it's wild to me that we've gotten this much Dawson's Creek content done in a year, basically. Yep. Yeah, it is. um, This is our last podcast of 2021 for Dawson's Creek. Mm -hmm. And we started our Dawson's Creek coverage in 2021. So um, which is kind of hard to believe because it kind of feels as though it's been a part of us this whole entire time. Yeah. But I mean, truthfully, I am just so happy that we did uh, start podcasting about Dawson's Creek. I feel as though it's really a highlight of my week to not only watch the show, but definitely to talk mm-hmm. about the show. And, of course, all of you noodles, um, shitheads, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I, I, I like first and foremost, before we get into the episode, as it is our end of year Last podcast before 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess, I don't know about you, but are you feeling 2022? Oh, my. How? Why would you do that to me? 
Uh, because <laughs> she's selling, because Taylor Swift is sale, selling merch that says, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. I mean, here's the thing. I think it's too soon to tell. I I was feeling 2021 and then 2021 happened. And I was just like, all right, well, that's another one. Let's get into the next year. So let's hope 2022 is better. But, uh, you know, if it's not, that's fine because we still have the podcast. We still have Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. We still have all the listeners that we love so much. Uh talking Dawson's Creek with us weekly so we'll get through it no matter what and Mm -hmm. we'll get to forget our own lives and what's going on for you know an hour and a half a week and focus on the lives of the creek creeps that we love and adore and just love their drama so 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 much um yeah I like I'm really I'm like happy I'm pleased with this the podcasting we've done this past year especially Dawson's Creek content just because I feel like uh, it's definitely like our bread and butter like the drama of the teens is like stuff mm-hmm. we very much enjoy discussing right. and I don't think we've said it on the podcast but like I had like done a projection for like okay when will we finish Dawson's Creek like wh- when is what is the uh, that look like how how long from now until we finish and it's looking like uh, bearing any unforeseen circumstances it will be about the summer of 2023 that we will finish this show, which is pretty impressive. We're going to be talking about Dawson's Creek for a while. So I hope everybody straps on it. It is it's just ready for this adventure with us. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2023. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work as well. I mean, obviously not. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work it as doesn't well. Work. Yeah, Taylor's going to have to only sell all of her merch. I mean, I'm sure she won't have any issues getting her merch sold. Like... Has that ever been an issue for her? No. I don't 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 know. know. I don't know. Episode 15, as you said, Crime and Punishment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. um, I did not expect this whole cheating scandal to, like, come back around again. So you thought that it was like, okay, Andy cheated. It's done. It's over with. She's going to move on from it. I felt like we were probably going to try to sweep it under the rug, um, considering that we got like the new, um, like the new showrunner. But like to be honest with you, at the end of the season, if it did get swept under the rug, then it would have been something that I was going to be bitching about. So I'm glad that they brought it up. Yeah, like, I, I mean, there's I'm there's very so many things. Happy. Yeah, there's so many things in early season three that they did with Andy that like sucks because we know it's not going to get resolved. But this is one that like is able to get resolved, right? Like it's it makes sense that they would resolve it considering they have this entire storyline with her on like the disciplinary committee. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to bring it back up and. I think it really goes to show that like from, you know, what episode 10 or whatever on with this new showrunner, he he understands the characters more than early season three. And this does make sense for Andy as a character. It does make sense that it would bother her that she would have like extreme guilt about it, especially Mm -hmm. considering she's on a disciplinary committee and like how hypocritical that is. Exactly. Um, Like she's doling out all these punishments day after day. And it's just like she's realized. And that's why she's being so hard on everybody because she's trying to punish herself in a way like, you know, so I think it does in a character sense, make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And even 
I, I, I feel as though like, I accept it, too. Like, I accept the whole cheating storyline. Like, I don't love it from her. But everybody makes mistakes, especially when you're young. Yeah. So I feel as though it's not, like, as left of center, the storyline, as we felt about yes. it in the beginning. And I think the way they frame it here yeah. very much helps with yeah, us they being did on board with a lot of good cleanup in this yeah. episode. A yep. lot of good cleanup. And I have to say, I love an Andy and Jack scene. And so yeah. I felt like so realistic for her to be now that he's moved back in now that she feels comfortable with him again you know closer with him again I don't want to say comfortable but closer with him again that they're back to the Andy and Jack of old that we very much enjoyed Mm -hmm. um it makes sense that she would you know divulge this information to him I love that because it's a secret that she's been keeping to herself and imagine how lonely she must have been right Mm -hmm. because like all throughout this season you know she wasn't dating Pacey she's never been very friendly with Joey like they haven't been like pals I Um, I disagree like you always say that I think that they're as good of friends as like Joey would allow fair but what that's not the degree of friendship that she has with Dawson or Pacey I'm talking about Joey um I'm just saying like uh, Andy does not have that closeness with a lot of people and so Jack makes sense logical sense because he knows what she's gone through he knows like her at her core and I think it makes sense that she would divulge this information to him. But we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start let's from the beginning. Crime start and from the beginning. Yes. Joey's painting a mural in the hallway. Um, yeah. Did you know that she likes art? <laughs> this story, like, it's like constant back and forth with this. Like, oh, she's, like, she's working on the B&B. Oh, but she's an artist. Oh, but she's working on the B&B. Oh, but back to art again. But she's like, oh, but I don't even know if art's my passion anymore. But I'm going to test it by painting a mural. Doing a mural. Like, ar- um, I mean, all right. I mean, I like yeah. where this leads us in the episode. But at the same point in time, it's just like, all right, I guess she's back into art again. And she's been working on it apparently for like weeks. Like it's been this whole. I think she says it's been three months from the wow. time it took her to like conceive of it Mm -hmm. and then yeah and to actually paint it so the whole thing is that uh principal green chose students sorry a month a month sorry a month okay principal green chose students to paint a mural around the school uh, that represents like capeside unity essentially yeah okay Yep, so that's what the whole concept is. And she's not she's one of many, like a few, I shouldn't say many, a few who are doing these murals. <laughs> she's um, like one she's of a hundred. <laughs> All the students get to paint a mural. <laughs> yeah, so who cares? Um, <laughs> like, can you imagine like every single wall in the school oh is my like God. a mural? Painted by like <laughs> shitty high school artists. Like if everybody gets to do one. Yeah, they had murals. Um, like they had students painting murals in my high school. Uh, they did once for us, and I honestly do not remember what it was. Like, I, I can't for the life of me remember. I don't think it had anything to do with Unity. I just no. think it was our school mascot. Uh, ours was something, I think it was just, like, uh, the title of the school and, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Name of the school. Um, so Pacey walks in on her painting. She's listening. <laughs> She's listening to, like, a disc man. And I was just like, yes, old times. Remember the pain of having to use a corded, corded headphones and, like, getting it caught on everything? Um, bumping your disc man and it skips even though all of them said like oh it doesn't skip it always skips mm-hmm. um, and uh, and he says he's there to admire her talent but she knows better um, the reality of the situation is his family is a hot ass mess um, and we find out more about PC's family tree um, what the actual fuck if you were to t- tell me that Pacey has more than one sister 
And one of them is named Carrie. And I would be like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, there is no way that Pacey has more than Doug as a sibling. What are you saying? Apparently he does. He has multiple sisters, the oldest of which has daughters. He has nieces, which we didn't know. He's an uncle? He's, apparently, knew? he's an uncle. I, I've um, never heard this. He's before. a fungal, right? He would be a definite fungal. A fungal, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they've, she is like separating from her husband, or at least they're not getting along. We know, and so she's now back at the Witter household, um, and like taking over the whole place, and it's a whole big mess. And he just mm-hmm. like obviously doesn't want to be around that. No, um, no it's too much. Too yeah, who would much. So yeah. he actually gets a sneak peek at her mural and she asks what he thinks of it. And he's just like, oh, is it is it done? <laughs> it's like, don't Paisy, What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, the thing is, is like, does Joey actually know what her mural says? That's OK. The thing is, and I don't know how we the audience are supposed to feel about her mural, but all I think about when I see it is when those like, you know, 18 year old girls or people, I should say, get like Chinese symbols tattooed on them and they have no idea if it even says what they want it to say. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, Joey, really? Like, I mean, I just want to make sure that Joey got like consultation from like the mandarin club at school yeah i don't know we don't know i think it's like it's fine is what i would say like it's okay you know i'm here i'm kind of with uh with pacey like what exactly how does this exactly exemplify unity um and she's just like oh she doesn't think he likes it um, but she didn't want to do, <laughs> I love the shade. She didn't want to do something traditional like a lighthouse or football players mm-hmm. um, because that's cough, what everybody cough. would do. And yet, yeah, that wouldn't mean unity at all. And I agree with PC here. Like there's a reason that when you go to like a hotel or a public place, there's not like abstract art because public art usually is not subtle um, because it has to be like have mass appeal. And this doesn't necessarily have mass appeal. I don't know. Like, I feel as though that I would appreciate art that wasn't something basic like a fucking lighthouse. Because you work in, like, design. I think if someone was, like, an idiot, right? Like, you could just get any Joe Schmo off the street. I don't know. I know, but, like, I hate hotel art. It's always so ugly. Of course it is. Of course it is. It's like, and it's, you know that it's like there's a hundred different copies of this throughout the hotel room. Like, every single hotel room has the same art. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. But, like, so Pacey doesn't say, like, bad things about it. But, like, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't understand art any, anyway, right? So, like, I don't know, I don't know that his opinion truly matters beyond, like, obviously to Joey in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Jack would get it. Jack would get it, but Jack doesn't care about art anymore. So <laughs> we don't get that storyline. Yeah, no art art's dead in season three. Yeah, no more art. I never um, liked art anyway. <laughs> Dawson, uh, we were the next morning we're at the school and Dawson is trying to like sneak a peek at Joey's work, which is just co- it has like painter's tape over, you know. Sneaky peeky. Yeah. yeah, like everybody thinks that nobody's gonna take a peek if it's just fucking painter's tape. What a joke. I know. <laughs> That's a joke I have later to talk about because it's so ridiculous to me. Um, yeah, but- Dawson's like, well, I can't take a look. Pacey got to see it. Yeah, and Joey's like, unveiling it is a crucial part. I want you to have the whole experience. 
Um, and apparently Pacey told Dawson it was great, but Joey is just like, he's not a good judge of art, so like, why am I taking his opinion into account? Which is like kind of fair. Um, and we find out Joey has to give a speech at the unveiling, mm. which a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I think when we think about it from Joey's perspective, she's given a speech at like the beauty pageant, right? But other than that, she's really not a public speaker. Um, she's not really a speaker. She doesn't really like the limelight. So, like, thinking of her having to come up with a speech seems, like, very daunting. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, most people's biggest fears is public speaking? And I don't think that either of us really have that fear. No, I I never, I mean, growing up when I had to do speeches or presentations, like, I got nervous just in the way that you get nervous because you're doing something for a grade. But I was never someone who, like, shied away from public speaking, so I don't understand mm-hmm. that fear. I mean, I feel bad for people who do because it think can be very daunting. I think it's, like, one of the most, like, common fears. Is it? I think so. Like, after, like, death, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, mine are more, like, abstract fears, like the fear of failure or, like, the mm-hmm. fear of dying or, you know what I mean, or fear of being mm-hmm. alone. Like, those are more my fears than right, in front right. of Right, right. But, like, I feel like that's, like, in a different, like, category than, because I, I feel like everybody probably is afraid of those things. But, yeah. like, snakes, people are afraid of snakes, people yeah. are afraid of heights, people are afraid of public speaking people are afraid of the dentist like i think those are like the most common fears the, the, it, no, <laughs> no like they really are like, oh, i you know, know i know it's just when you say it next to heights it sounds very funny that's just most afraid of that man fears. with that water pick he's coming at me no oh. i mean dentists are scary i know i know, I know. <laughs> why are you so rude <laughs> 10 of the most common phobias okay what is on there uh arachnophobia fears yep. spiders which you know I'm not afraid of. Fear of snakes, you know I'm not afraid of. Uh, fear of heights. Yep. Fear of flying. Okay. Fear of dogs. Who's afraid of a dog? I mean, I think if people, I think that one is more likely to happen if you had a bad experience with a dog. Fear of needles. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid of any of those. I don't want to be like that person, but I'm not really afraid of any of those. I'm more afraid of getting into a car accident than I am a plane crash. Car accidents are way more mm-hmm. common. Yeah. And plus, if I get into a plane crash, I'm most likely just going to die. Like, it's like, all right, well, it's over now. Like, versus a car accident where you're just, like, jammed up in a car for, like, hours. Like, you know, Mm. they have to get the jaws of life to get me out. Just saying. Okay. All right. This podcast is going places. Anywho. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's like, you know. So fear of public speaking isn't on that list? Um, Of the top ten? It's kind of I, shocking. Like, I clicked off. Oh, well, you don't have to go back. I'm just curious. If you, if anybody has a fear of public speaking, let us no, know. No, okay. So, like, this list, this list, fear of public speaking is number one. Okay. Well, there you so, go. Yeah. That's really common. Um, But, yeah. So, Joey's like, we get this scene where, like, I don't know how we're supposed to take this. Where Joey is, like, asked Austin if he's going to be there because she wants him there. Um... And uh, she says that he has to be honest with her. She thinks he might hate it. Um, And, you know, we get the whole Dawson is like, of course, Dawson has to make it about himself. And he's just like, to be fair, they both make it about themselves constantly. But yeah, they do. But like, he's like, oh, well, given my recent, you know, movie bust, I totally understand. (laughs) Like, he didn't say it that way. I'm saying it that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Joey's most worried because she's going to basically be declaring what she thinks about the school in front of everybody. Right, that, and this is like her first public declaration or like first like showing her artwork to like the masses like right before like she's only shown nudie pictures to of, of jack to jack and dawson's right it. so how did you take this scene between like joey and dawson where she's like i really need you there like i think are we reading into the, anything into this support mm, i don't think i read anything into it. i just think that like he she needs his support in that um she still relies on him on this sort of thing. But also Dawson, like, doesn't even, he doesn't even like art anyway. So why do you need Dawson's opinion? It's interesting. Like, I still think she views him as, like, her support system. Like, they've had a really interesting relationship this season. Because they go from basically not speaking in the first episode, you know, or first few episodes after Mm -hmm. the party and all that. To now they seem to be in a fairly friendly place where they can have these conversations and it's not like there's no undertone of romance or sexual tension or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But if you've had somebody as your support system for like 16 years, it's hard to not naturally go back to them as like like a crutch. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, off the, the, the disciplinary committee. The disciplinary committee. We are, um, we are, we have Matt Caulfield's back and, um, of Matt <laughs> Caulfield's Valentine's Day parties fame. The and thing is, is with Matt coming back, it's like, did they literally just put him in that one episode just so yeah. they could bring him back and he's, I, this is not the first time we're seeing yeah, him? I think so. I think, I think that makes sense. So Matt cheated on a quiz and he's like, I, it wasn't me. Like, I just like went outside to like call my mom. And he was like, oh, like, did your mom give you the answers? And he's like, no. And Andy's like, so how'd you get a perfect score on the quiz? He says that he guessed. And then it turns out that he gets um, a failing grade on the quiz and a three-hour detention. Yes, and that is, is his punishment. Right. Um, and uh, the principal, Principal Green warns him. He's like, don't let me see you here again. Like, that's enough. Like, the whole thing is, like, very ridiculous to me. Like, what Matt even did? Like, he called his mom for answers on a quiz. Like, is his mom <laughs> going to give him the answers? Like, what a weird situation. Like, obviously, nowadays, it would be, like, looking up the answers on your cell phone or something. Yeah. But this whole thing was very comical. <laughs> I wonder if, like, my mom could have helped me on all of my quizzes. I'm not quite sure. I've never tried that before. My mom would have been like, fuck off. Like, why are you calling me? Mm, I wonder Ah, like my mom is like on a cruise right now but I would love to ask her like if I called you yeah for help on a quiz would you have done it would you been like a real G is there a chance she would have maybe really see let's see if she'll text me I don't know if they have wi-fi on the on the cruise to be honest with you so the thing is is like Okay, was your mom the type to like, let's pretend you wanted to play hooky for a day and you were like, mom, let's yeah. go do Manny Petties or let's go see a movie today and blow off work in school. What is your mom's reaction to that? So like I never asked my mom directly for that, but I faked sick a lot and she admitted to me that every single time I acted sick 
Uh, she knew I was not, and she just let me take off the day anyway because she figured that I needed a mental health day. Oh, that's really sweet. So, um, so in a backwards way, yes. Okay. But, like, we never was, like, let's take the day off and, like, go to Six yeah. Flags Great Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, my mom was the opposite. Like, and, I mean, I never faked sick or anything, Um, but, like... If I did have days I remember when I was like in high school or maybe middle school where I was just like, mom, can we go do something like fun today? And she would always say no. And I don't know if that was like a matter of like she literally couldn't take off of work because that's certainly possible. Like, especially if you have two kids, you only have a certain limited number of like sick days and like you probably right. need to preserve them for like if your kid is actually sick. Um, but yeah, no, my mom wasn't like that at all. She was much more of a strict uh, rule follower for sure. Um, oh, how somehow Robin Ferguson is on the quiz with her phone in hand and answered me right away. <laughs> what did she say? She said, absolutely not. <laughs> really? She knows that we're recording a podcast and she doesn't want to look bad. <laughs> Your mom's How not as cool as she rude. thought now, huh? Yeah. No. She would, <laughs> apparently she would not give me answers to a quiz. Amazing. Yeah. What? Like. Hello, you're on a freaking cruise with your girlfriend right now. Why in the fucking world do you have your phone? Because her in daughter your texted her and she's being a good mom. She says only for game shows, not for school. There you go. So I can call her if I ever got on like who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> She'll give me the answers to that. What oh, a ripoff. Um, I, I I want I thought she was gonna be cool. <laughs> um all right, whatever. Uh, so Principal Green is like, you're free to go. Uh, and then Andy, he pulls Andy to side and then Andy thinks that she's going to get reprimanded for like, uh, being like too harsh with punishments again. And Principal Green is like, no, like I have news. The PSAT merit, uh, people, um, like want to give you a merit scholarship right so she placed in the top 50,000 scorers of the country on the PSATs and so she might qualify for a national merit scholarship which this is all legit like this is actually a thing that exists um it does not made up for the for the show more update my mom texted me and said that she's on her way back she just got off the cruise and she's oh, well, there on the you way go. Home. So she's not wasting so, her vacation. So no, to she's, she's not to talk to me. <laughs> I, I just thought that I wanted to clarify that since she clarified that without me even saying, why the fuck are you on your phone during a cruise? It's like she heard me. She knows you. It's like she, she's she you're related or something. Oh, my gosh. Um, and Andy is like really taken aback by this. Yeah. Obviously, she's feeling guilty. And he's like, what's wrong? You like seem stunned like I would thought that you would have been happy about this and she's like yeah like I'm happy I guess I'm just like stunned uh so yeah. Miss Andy is not feeling good about this she has a conscience it's not like she's you know she never did this to be malicious she did this no. because the pressures of society exactly she I don't know if perfect. she knew like this would happen you know like it's I don't know yeah of course she feels very guilty about the whole situation um, and then we get the scene where uh, we're at Dougie's apartment, which is a new Never space seen this for us. Before. Now, okay, so this was such an interesting apartment because it looked like he was entering a house, and like it yes. looked like the first room. Like you open up the first room of this house, and it's like a big ass apartment. I'm like, what kind of place is this? 
Yeah, to me, it looked definitely like one of those. Um, it's kind of like almost like a not a duplex. Like I would imagine it's like maybe four units or something where there's like mm. two downstairs, two upstairs. Oh, okay. Something well, like he that. A, he has a very nice apartment. Um, yep. For I mean, a guy. Of course, he's Dougie. Like he's a sophisticated man, so he has to have a very nice. And we so yeah, so Dougie is like. He's like, oh, I brought this. I mean, it was like some meal that his mom made. And then he just like pushes his way into the apartment. Um, And he wants to move in with Dougie temporarily because uh, basically like Carrie and her children are like taking over Pacey's room. Um, (laughs) That smelly, messy room. How can they even find like a floor? The Witter household doesn't have that many bedrooms. They need to they need a space. Um, Mm -hmm. And Dougie Dougie doesn't want PC in his apartment because last time he left water rings on his table. That is a offense. It's a cardinal Uh, punishable, a punishable offense. Use a coaster, people. If you leave water rings on my coffee table, then you will go to the disciplinary committee. Yeah, for exactly. sure yeah um uh, and also yeah. i like how pacey's dad gave pacey uh, a check for doug so like as a security deposit in yeah. case like something breaks yeah he already has like low expectations for his son and he's like he's obviously going to fuck some shit up so i need to pay my other son to take him in Mm. Um and uh and also I love the small detail that uh Pacey's sister's name is Carrie and her husband's name is Jerry. So it's Carrie and Jerry. Um, oh my god, Carrie and Jerry. Carrie and who, Jerry. Who are the couples that decide that like you are going to get you're gonna it's like Pam and Dan. You know what I mean? Like the rhyming names. Well, yeah, there's ones, too, where it's like, imagine if I was with a Jesse, right? Like, it could be Jess and Jesse. Like, it's it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not ideal. My besties, Josh and Jillian. I call them J&J. There you go. Sweet. I know. It's just cute. But also, it's a lot. So, um, so yeah, there's rules if you're going to stay at Dougie's apartment. No touching the stereo. Um, don't breathe. Don't like, when, don't like breathe. use a coaster at all times. Yeah, don't eat the food that mom sends over. Um, don't the coaster. Touch the I love. I know. I love the way he describes the coaster rule, though. Coaster, live it, love it, use it at all times. <laughs> you know what? I hate those. Like, I hate word art, but I think that's probably oh. the one word art that I would accept in my life. Is coaster, live it, love live it, it use love it, it, use it at all times. <laughs> I mean, uh, fair. I hate. I can't describe to you and I remember when I like this was early on in our friendship when I said I said to you like how much I despise the live laugh love thing listen Mm -hmm. if you have that up in your house godspeed you know what I'm happy for you Mm -hmm. but I don't two things I hate the live laugh love stuff and I hate the word art where it's like kitchen laundry it's like I don't yeah. need someone to tell me that this is a kitchen. I know it's not, a kitchen. There's a fridge and a stove in labeled. here. Yeah. Why? Why do, do those hate, exist? Yeah. Do you hate um, live, laugh, love signs because you hate to live, you hate to love, and you hate to laugh? Yes, obviously. Okay. Just <laughs> triggering to make sure. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, what the kids call chuggy. <laughs> also, make sure you keep your CD collection in alphabetical order by last name, not first name. Do you understand? Yeah, this is very funny um, because when I did have like I don't have collections of stuff anymore just because I very like I don't like clutter. And so I've gotten rid of like 
most collections of anything I have. But when I did have a DVD collection, I had them in alphabetical order. And I really liked that system. So I am with Dougie here. Yeah, like, that one that one passes the vibe I would check. be annoyed if someone came in and fucked up my whole alphabetical system. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I think that passes the vibe. But also, Pacey doesn't give a fuck about the music you listen to, Dougie. Like, he said this. This isn't even just the first time it's come up. Like, they've talked mm-hmm. about how much Pacey doesn't like, you know, he listens to, like, Whitney Houston or, like, whatever, you know? Who cares what Doug likes? Exactly. Uh, yeah, Doug brings up that uh, Pacey was exhibiting some heartbreak last episode. And, and he's a dick about it, though. Yeah. and he's Doug, like, no and moping around. No, no moping around. And Pacey's like, I'm fine. Like, ignore our conversation from the other night. And I don't I know. I like this. They're like the odd couple. Like, maybe, but, maybe we need, like, um... A like spinoff show of like Doug and Pacey, Dougie and Pacey, the odd couple. I just hate this because I feel like you know what Pacey opened up to you. He was very vulnerable with you in a moment of like weakness or like you know he felt like he needed to express his emotions to his brother, which he probably doesn't do often for this exact reason. Because Doug then turns it around on him. He brings it back up to him and makes him feel like embarrassed about it. And I just really hate this because this is a thing that happens all the time where it's like, don't or family. Yeah. Like don't use my vulnerability against me because Mm -hmm. you know what? PZ's not going to come back to you and, you know, divulge things to you anymore. He's not going to open up to you. If this is the way you treat him after the fact, like I just really hate this. I think it's like a brother dynamic. Like, I think it's really complicated. I think that at one point you show your vulnerability and then like the next they like kind of use it against you. Yeah. I think it's just like, I don't think, I do think it's like a jackass thing, but I also think it's like a sibling thing or a brother thing or whenever there's somebody in a position of power, really. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I just don't care for it. And you then we like get the, um, do you know how to decoupage? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, very funny. I mean, do you know how to decoupage? Is decoupage paper mache? I think so. Let me look it I up. I feel decoupage. like it is. It's like you get like a little paint, a paste. Oh, it's a little bit different. It's the art of decorating an object by gluing what colored paper cutouts onto it in a combination with special paint effects gold leaf yada yada it's oh, not paper mache i gorgeous. thought that's what it was who All the right, fuck why would a teenage enough, boy know though. how to fucking decoupage just pacey I seem like the type who knows maybe how to something no no pacey does not but like maybe you do it in arts in like art class maybe you know Maybe. Um, so now we have actually a very interesting scene between Bessie, Bodie, and Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is kind of like an important scene because they're talking about like they're getting ready to leave um, for the unveiling of the portrait. And they kind of have a conversation about how closed minded and undiverse Cape Side is in general and how like back when Bessie and Bodie went to school, like people were really closed minded. Obviously about them dating, but also because Bodie is black and they were not yeah. as accepting as with him. And they're like, you know, 
and Bessie's like, well, things are different now at Cape Side. And Bodie is like, well, they're not that different because, like, what are there, like, 10 black kids in your school? And Joey says 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is, like, a very interesting conversation. And I think that it actually does very much connect with, in my opinion, why Joey's mural got um, um, uh, defaced, vandalized. Defaced. Yeah, vandalized. Yeah. Yeah. I think this tracks like okay matt caulfield whatever like he's a new character right so we don't know a ton of like his motives or anything Mm -hmm. but we know that joey's family has always been like the black sheep she's always been talked about there's always been scandal surrounding her family right like bessie never felt like she fit in in high school we don't know how long her and bodie have been together i don't think but i we assume bodie and her went to high school together or something um because bodie references the school um and like we get the vibe that there have always been rumors about them, right? Her father went to jail for trafficking marijuana and cheating on her mom. Like, there was a whole thing. And so, like, yeah, this can't be easy for Bessie stepping back foot in that school again. And we also just get greater context for the Potter family and their history with Cape Side, which does inform a little bit of what happens later mm-hmm. on. So I thought this was a great scene, especially because Bodhi, like, never fucking speaks. So getting a single scene with him where he actually says words is kind of nice. Yeah, um, I I know. So um, I I, I think that it's like, yeah, totally interesting. Like Bessie's like talking about how like she hated high school, but she's glad that it's not like that for Joey and like Joey's talented and everybody at school knows it. And like today she's going to like prove to them how talented she is with her mural. Yeah. And I thought Bessie was very sweet here. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, this is a, this is a sibling dynamic. Sometimes you fight and argue and you don't get along. And sometimes, you know, Bessie is so supportive of Joey. Like, she's so excited. Like, she's, she's so proud. She's, like, putting new uh, camera batteries in the camera. Like, she's Mm -hmm. like, of course I'm going to take photos. Like, this is a big deal. Like, yeah. And Joey looks, like, sheepishly, like, happy. Like, she's, like, she wouldn't ever be, like, Bessie, you need to come. But, like, she really Mm -hmm. wants her sister to be there. Right. Exactly. Uh, So we get, like, a little montage of, like, other artists. And, of course, we see the freaking um the lighthouse like how how typical and it's a beacon of knowledge our teachers shine on us every day yeah bitch get out of here he's eating it up he loves it because he got like a special shout out that girl is like the whitest blondest girl i've ever seen in my life oh oh 100 she's such a fucking kiss ass that girl Yeah. Um, And then Joey makes her presentation. So she's like, for um, me, I wanted this mural to focus on what unifies us as a school. And if you think about it, nothing really unifies us. Even our mascot is divisive. The Minuteman right there, you've listed half the student population, meaning like man and woman. Right, right. Then Joey and everybody continues. like chuckles. She gets a little laugh out of that one. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Joey <laughs> continues. The only other thing that I can think of that unites us all that we all have in common is that we all start off thinking that we could do whatever we want to be. I mean, by the time we get here, we somehow lost that feeling. We've started um, to believe whatever our parents or our friends have told us about what we can achieve and what we can get out of life and forgotten about the possibility we had when we were younger. I feel like she's 
she's like rambling a little bit. She um, is. Um. And, <laughs> and that's what I think we all have in common. That's what the symbol on my painting means. Possibility. I painted it because I thought we can all use a daily reminder that if you believe in yourself, when the odds seem stacked against you, anything is possible. So I hope you like it. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this speech, Jess? I think it's a very long speech for someone who's <laughs> afraid of public speaking. Um, yeah, she's like, she's like really gets into like, you know what? Like people, they tell you you can do anything, but that's not really true. And like, you know, at school. But also you like, can do anything. But you can. <laughs> and then like also in, in, in like there's tons of possibility. But like also like is there possibility because are we all equal? But like also, um, you know, we should have daily reminders. Oh but also like it's hard like, to remember. It's like, Joey, what are you talking about? I also think that like. Uh, Katie Holmes shines through here more than Joey does like she's doing this like cutesy smirking and stuff like that that reads way more Katie Holmes than it does Joey to me in this moment um and I also think like I like the message of her mural more than I, I don't like even the mural. I don't know what the message the is. message is that the Chinese symbol means possibility and that possibility unifies everybody because what? everybody there's a because there's Hope for everybody to be able to achieve their goals is what I read out of this. Josephine. It doesn't end up mattering because the fucking mural is ruined. Oh, yeah. So, like, they unveil the curtain and, yeah, like, it's spray painted black or painted black. And everyone's like. (gasps) A very sloppy job, by the way. It's not even completely covered. It's just, like, haphazardly. Yeah. And then, like, Joey. I mean, wouldn't it be ironic if, like. Mad painted it all black and then Joey's like everyone was like Ooh. and she's like this is my point we have no possibilities <laughs> this what is exactly better, what I was saying what a better moment it's all black and everyone's it like around. Oh, it's so abstract <gasps> I love it and, and Joey's, Joey's like yes. leans in Joey leans in yeah. and she's like yeah it's a pretty dire situation everybody no one has possibility nobody has hope and this is as black as my soul which is what my point is you have the possibility to turn every bad situation into a good one yes yeah, and that's so the lesson of this episode um, of shit 90 shows taught me yes. uh so, but she runs off because what does joey potter like to do more than anything else she more than painting. loves to run she loves to run so run she runs. joey run dawson comes after her pacey comes after her hey wait up you okay what kind of fucking question is that of course she's not here's okay. the thing Dawson is a fucking butt nugget in this freaking scene. He the, is. He is. But he's also, like, so he's, is Pacey, though. Um, They both are to an extent. But I would say Dawson is worse because yeah. he's like, oh, it's not a personal attack. And Pacey's like, of course it is. Nobody else's mural was like defaced. It was just Joey. So obviously whoever did this has something either against Joey. I don't like how Pacey kind of goes on a rant here. He's like, well, it's either the way she looks or the way she dresses or the way she acts or the way she bites her lower lip or it's like mm-hmm. this whole list. And I'm like, all right, Pacey, calm down. You could have just said that she has something. A, 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 someone has beef with Joey. So this is still kind of interesting because I, I mean, I took this whole thing as and we'll get there. It's for me, it's not that Joey did the mural. It's the the content of the mural. Oh, no, that's not how I read it at all. So like I was thinking and like we can touch on it more when like Matt does his little like speech like, oh, yeah. I did it. But yeah, he says that he he's like 
you know, there's no consequences for me because I'm like a white rich I'm guy. I'm a white dude. Yeah. So yeah. I took it as it was a racist thing against Asian symbols. And that ties into Bodhi's thing about how like people judge them because he was black. That's how oh, that, I took it. See, that's a good point. And I think, again, something that Dawson's Creek doesn't always do super well is like stick the landing in terms of like us understanding the motivations. And part right. of that is because we don't know who the fuck Matt Caulfield is. Like we met him in right. one other episode. But right. like I read it as they defaced Joey's mural one joey had a negative interaction with matt at the party don't forget that where okay, she was I like did refused that, the yeah. drink and she was like what are you gonna do that's that's it <laughs> that's all she has to do is refuse the drink but she refused the drink and she mm-hmm. was like what are you gonna do hold my and she did it in such a snarky way versus andy who was like oh no i'm a dd like she was like what are you gonna do hold my hair back when i'm drunk like no thanks mm-hmm. so there's that and I also just think, like, the Potters are the pariahs of, of Cape Side. No, that's super true. But the reason why they're pariahs is because half of it is because Bodie and Bessie were dating in their interracial relationship. Yeah. So I think, like, I guess that ultimately the moral of the story is, like, neither of one of us is incorrect or, like, or it correct. Could be I both. think it's intertwined. It certainly um, could be. And we but, and the show doesn't make it very clear to yeah. us. Maybe we'll have a revelation when we get to the Matt scene, but like it's not clear in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um and Dawson and Joey's just frustrated because Dawson and Pacey are just clipping like going back yeah. and forth with each other. Right. And no one's so, really yeah. comforting her. That's why, like, when I was watching this scene, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Pacey? Because like I at this point, I wasn't taking it as like that was a personal thing against joey or her family Mm -hmm. now you know hearing you talk about it and having that perspective like yeah like i guess that makes sense i guess it is a almost like a personal attack against her and her family and like dawson's like trying to be a little bit more like you know it's not that bad like you know i just think yeah i just think like the way Dawson treats it is super dismissive like he's Mm -hmm. just like oh but it was just like one person playing a stupid joke like and it's like okay but it wasn't your fucking mural Dawson and like she worked a month on that so I still I don't think he should belittle the act I think he needs to be like Joey I'm so sorry you know what I mean like I just don't don't think think that both boys handled it correctly but I just think Dawson I think Dawson was worse in that like at least Pacey was like Dawson like it was hers only versus Dawson who's just like oh well mm-hmm. it was just a silly vandalism don't get too upset about it and mm-hmm. it's like no, obviously she's gonna be fucking upset that makes sense and but like you know like nobody like nobody's really helping Joey in the situation so she's kind of you know over both of them and Pacey's like shouldn't we like follow her like shouldn't we continue to console her and Austin says like no let her go so it's we kind of get like a sense of like whose approach is ultimately better like Mm -hmm. Dawson is having like a very hands-off approach with Joey um I even think back to an earlier episode where it's like Pacey is like, aren't you worried that she's on a date with AJ? And uh, Dawson's like, well, she's a big girl. Like, she can handle herself. Well, Pacey's sitting here, like, really, really worried and caring about what Joey's doing and how she's feeling and where is she going. So it's two two totally different approaches between these two guys. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I'm... If I'm Joey, and I mean, but it totally depends on the type of person you are. If I'm Joey, I might want a second to like cool off 
you know like I don't know that I would want someone like right there you know um but I guess it's 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 about Joey like however she whatever she would need in that moment is what they should do um but yeah now we're back to Andy's uh we're back at the McPhee household and we have um they're making dinner together very cute um and they're discussing like if they could figure out who defaced Joey's mural and Andy says she drops this bomb on Jack and she says I'm thinking of quitting the disciplinary committee um she says it's you know it's very time consuming and she's uncomfortable sitting in judgment of others and Jack is just like very shocked he's like this is very unlike you you know you don't bail on on commitments like why are you doing this um and he's she says a lot of things aren't like me but I've done them anyway so this is like obviously a setup for like I think this is partly the show excusing her prior behaviors but also a setup for like her later revealing um the cheating stuff to Jack right yeah um what did we think of this meal that she was prepping looks like we got like a garden salad with very like front and center um wishbone Italian dressing (laughs) I couldn't stop staring at it. Dawson's like, Creek, sponsored by this, Wishbone Italian dressing. Anytime is it I the see, zesty like, Italian? Or it was just not. It was plain Italian. Zesty I love Italian. Zesty. zesty Italian is very zesty, by the way. It's the way to go. Maybe I think. A, little, a little too zesty. <gasps> it's too zesty. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's a little too zesty. Yeah. Also, she was like taking the actual route of like using actual carrots and like shredding them. And I was like, oh, girl, like you look at you, Chef Andy. Right, like not even a baby carrot, just like That's a what full I'm ass carrot. Yeah, and it's I think she impressive. was making pasta with it as well. Andy loves pasta. Andy always makes meal. pasta. I think it's like the easiest thing to make and like that's kind of. Show them on screen making. <laughs> Whenever I see Andy cooking, she's always making pasta. She's just, I mean, I don't know that she's Italian, but she just loves pasta, I think. I don't think the McPhee's are Italian. I mean, I feel like it's an Irish name, right? Mick. Irish or Scottish. Yeah. Um, or English. So uh, we get them making a little dinner together. I think that was a sweet scene. And yeah. it very much re- like gave me t- season two vibes. Like being in the I, McPhee household, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, is their mom not with us anymore? Like, it's very annoying to not know where she is. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't like it. So, yeah, we Jack is left confused. Um, Joey, we're at Joey's house. Dawson comes in and um, he's kind of just like feeling doing like the feelers like, you know, I'm not here to lecture you. But like, like, I just want to say, like, I'm sorry what happened today. Yeah, he but he obviously comes there with like ulterior motives, right? Because mm-hmm. he like he wants to check in and see how she is, but then he also immediately pushes her to repaint the mural, and he wants yeah. her to do it that night. That he night, says, go to go to the school, prove to everybody that this didn't affect you. I got the keys from Mister Green. Also, like, that's a whole off. other thing of like how the fuck he got those keys. Well, but, like, I mean, I f- I think that Principal Green is like. I mean, we got to make this right. Like this is like maybe, so much. but still. So yeah, so. Joey's like, listen, I finished it. It's not my fault. Not everybody got to see it. I don't have an unlimited reserve of goodwill and humanity. And Dawson, I, I really don't like Dawson in this scene because he's like, listen, don't be a victim. You know, go get it done. Oh, don't be a victim. Coming I really from hate Dawson that. Leary. Exactly. Wow. Like, really, dude? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, people in glass houses shouldn't throw fucking rocks, Dawson. He's just like chucking boulders in a fucking, uh, what is it, greenhouse. So... 
Like, that's what he's doing. Wait, Henry's greenhouse? Oh, my God. Imagine. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing. He's in Henry's greenhouse just chucking boulders. Yeah. Um, Did you know this orchid only blooms once every 20 years? You'd have to listen to Henry talk about freaking flowers for an hour if he went there. (laughs) Um, So she says it took her a month to create the mural. And uh, and Joey's like, how is this any different than you not shooting a roll of film since January? Boom. I think that's a good point. It is a good point. And Dawson's like, well, it is different because I chose to quit filmmaking. Um, and you just, you know, someone like defaced your mural. Well, yeah, but like it's because Nikki roasted you and you had a couple Everybody of bad critiques. Him. So and he's like refusing to admit that that's why he quit film. This is obviously such a lie. It is. It's like you went home and you ripped down all of your per- posters from one conversation with Nikki, who just said like you should just like experiment with other interests. Like you're the one that's always so butthurt all the time, Dawson. Like yeah. come on now. Yeah, and Joey makes such good points here. She's like, one day you're a filmmaker, the next day you're not. Um, and it's it's so ridiculous that Dawson is just like trying to get. He basically says that, well, the reason that you don't want to do it is you're relieved that nobody actually had to see it. You didn't have to go through the hard part of showing it to the world and hearing what others think. He just wants Joey to experience the pain and the hurt that he fucking suffered at the film festival. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous to me that, like, he is somehow comparing his shitty, shittily received movie at a film festival to Joey's mural that got fucking vandalized. It's not the same I, thing. I mean, what, I mean, whatever Dawson can. Like, th- it's very interesting because, like, these two people have, like, these artistic talents, right? Yeah. And instead of supporting each other, they're in constant competition as to, like, who is better, which is harder, what's more challenging, or, like, who sh- It's You know, they're not very supportive of each other's art, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, they, they are and they be. aren't. Yeah, Joey is. I just think Do- Dawson is so wrapped up in his own fucking bullshit right now, which is always the case with Dawson. Yeah. They should just understand each other better, I would I would just say. Yeah. And Joey says to him, like, listen, I don't have, like, all the time in the world. I don't have all the money in the world. Like, I can't just afford to do all these things like you can. Which, oh, it comes back to that a lot, I feel like, with the Joey-Dawson relationship of, like, Dawson has opportunity and money and Joey doesn't. Um, and Dawson's just like, well, listen, like I came over to give you the keys. Um, you do what you want. And then he leaves and it's just like, you know what? Fuck off, Dawson. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, he does. He leaves. <laughs> he does fuck off and leave. Um, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Pacey is on the hunt. Detective he, Pacey to the rescue. He, yeah. He's trying to figure out from like these two random guys, like who they heard, um, deface the mural and I, I like that like it shows that like Pacey's kind of like a floater like he's like friendly with other people besides the creek creeps he's very um, charismatic yeah so they have bets that it's on Matt Caulfield which makes Pacey go right to Matt Caulfield and is just, he's like hey um, and Pace and Matt is like, I don't even remember who you are. And he was like, Well, I went to your holiday party and I got really drunk on your Jello shots. <laughs> um, but also, there's a rumor that like you defaced the mural. And Matt's like, That was classic. Too bad I can't take credit for it. And Pace is like, You didn't do it. And Matt's like, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <sighs> I don't know. Matt is so, very and, annoying. Yeah. And Pacey's like. 
you know, everyone here thinks you did. And I want to tell you that I don't think it's very funny. And Matt's like, well, some people don't have a sense of humor. Is that your problem? Um, and then Pacey wants him to apologize and then turn himself in um, or else he's going to fuck him up. I just love the idea of Pacey being like a threatening presence because he doesn't ever read that way. Yeah, like, what would you do if some rando guy came up to you and was like, you know what? You should turn yourself in or I'm going to rough you up, bitch. And I'm like, yeah, if I'm Matt Caulfield. I would be very, very threatened by Pacey. No, I would not be intimidated whatsoever because Matt Caulfield is the one wearing a leather jacket and every high school movie <laughs> in existence has, has taught me he is the bad guy. Yeah, that's, that's all I need what to know. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so we and we get, get the PC PC line yeah. of like, well, you messed with someone I care about, and it's like, oh, he's talking about Joey, so sweet. Um, I guess that's how we're supposed to feel. Uh, and then of course Dawson, like the next day at school, pokes at his head at the mural like he always does because he wants to see if Joey took his shitty ass fucking speech to heart. And she did not. She, she did, did not, not touch no. the mural. And she's Andy a strong, says independent that she woman. Wasn't in homeroom. Yeah. Um. The way she said homeroom was so weird. She was just like homeroom. Homeroom. <laughs> homeroom. Uh. It's like she's never heard the word homeroom before. Um. So then we have Pacey. Um. Going out to talk to Matt Caulfield, and he's commenting about his car and how his parents bought him this nice car, and um. It gets physical pretty quickly. Like, Pacey kind of, like, throws him against the car. And it's kind of like, what the hell do you want? And he's like, you know what I want. Um, And essentially, Pacey's like, go and admit that you did it or I'm going to fuck you up. And they get into this, like, big physical fight. Yeah. This was, like... (laughs) <laughs> Why this amused me watching this so much? Well, you didn't like the, the Pacey getting into a fight. Well, I this cracked me up so much because it, <laughs> and I rewatched this one part like three times. What? Where? Where? Um. Okay. So Pacey shoves Matt up against his car a bunch of times, and at one point, and Matt the whole time has his like hands up, like you know, in the in the pacifist position, I guess I would call it, and mm-hmm. and he's just like. What are you, whack or something? <laughs> what are you, whack? Uh, Crack me up to such a What are you, whack or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like pretty 90s, doesn't it? It was so great. And then yeah. he's like, no, not by a long shot. What are you going to do about it? And it was just like, it was so cliche school it was, fight. Yeah, it was like very cliche. But I mean, like, a, you know, he's defending Joey's honor. I know. Uh, but my favorite was that they like, they so they're in the fight in like a school parking lot. And they're like yeah. denting up all these cars. Yeah, it's like we're gonna, we're gonna break with hit Matt's car, whoever's car. We're gonna oh fuck gosh. up all the cars. It was uh, so funny. Yeah, so they basically they um, Principal Green drives up and like is like, hey, like you, what are you doing over there? They get, like, brought into the office. Yep. And then, of course, poor Principal Green can't catch a break because Andy stops him, like, on his way to discipline these two. And she's like, I need to resign from the disciplinary committee. Um, He's like, can we talk about this later? She's like, there's nothing more to discuss. And then she leaves. And he's just like, what the fuck? This is the worst day ever. I know. Poor Principal Green's having the worst day ever. Yeah. Um, And so now this is interesting. So Principal Green got Matt's best friend and Pacey's best friend, Dawson, in to 
try to get the best friends to admit what's going on because Matt and Pacey are like covering for each other and they won't talk about like what this issue is. I don't understand why Pacey wouldn't in that moment say Matt defaced the mural. I feel like it's supposed to be like honor code like your bros and but like they're not bros that's the thing they're not I don't, bros like, i think we're all bros like you're a bro i'm a bro but we're the all whole bros. point was to get matt to admit he did it so like i don't know why doesn't PC I, just say we were fighting because that, he defaced James i don't know Mural? i think it's because it's like you gotta be cool like you know this is like a thing between you and me it's like i'm not gonna like rat you out so like i i, I don't know like i guess like that's kind of like what it was like, it made PC no sense to no me, and it also of. felt very strange to have, um, to all Dawson of a sudden there? have Dawson and this other random dude in to be like, uh, oh, like, you know, oh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. It was just really strange. Like, why it would you bring weird. in their best friends? Like, is that yeah. kosher? And Dawson's you like, that? you know what? Like, I don't have time for this. I need to go back to, like, thinking and pouting about myself. So it's about the mural. And Dawson's, um, Pacey's like, hey, shut up, Dawson. This isn't your fight. And Dawson's like, it's not yours either. And then Principal Green is like, so you're saying that you f- picked a fight with Matt because you think that he defaced the mural. And he, Matt's like, I was nowhere near that thing. And as if I can give a rat's ass about some stupid Chinese drawing. So yes. this is why I feel as though this is racially driven. And he's like, if you didn't, it Dawson like plays detective. It was like, if you didn't go near, how did you know about it? I didn't know about what it was. Yeah. Just imagine uh, Pacey and if Dawson and Pacey had teamed up and used their superpowers um, for a detective duo. That would have been great. I mean, we would be on top of the world. There you go. Um, and yeah, and like Dawson like thinks that he outs him. And then Matt's like, okay, you got me busted. Yeah, I Jackson Pollock some meaningless mural. And you know what? For one thing, it was ugly. And you know what? It was an ice whore. And not to mention, <laughs> why did I have to like get some trivial girl's little message to the masses every morning? Anyway, frankly, it offends me. It and Principal Green whore. says, why would it affect, uh, offend you? And he says, I'm white. I'm rich. That's all the possibility I need. So yeah, I, this guy is the he's worst. a douche. He's, he's a fucking worst. douche. He's a racist, racist douchebag, and is. that's what I think. So um, we don't really see how that's resolved because we get a very interesting scene between Jack and Andy, where Andy admits that she cheated on the PSATs with the copy that Dawson had gotten from Eve. And that's how she scores so high. Right. And, um, like, Jack's like, why did you do that anyway? Like, you knew that information. Like, you were going to ace that test yeah. anyway. And, and I she- like I like Andy's explanation here. And mm-hmm. I think it helps us clear up a lot of the early season three stuff kind of revisionist. Not revisionist history, but, like, gives some mm-hmm. context to her decisions. To all of her bad decisions. Yeah. And yeah. so she says that um, it was a forbidden piece of fruit and there wasn't a chance of getting caught. She thought that if she aced the test... Everyone would think she was okay again, that that would convince them. And now that she's actually okay, she can't live with herself because she feels like a huge hypocrite. So she wants to make amends and tell Principal Green tomorrow. And I love this. I think this makes so much sense. Andy, who 
just went to a whole treatment facility like for a whole summer like has been working on herself comes back and everyone looks at her a certain way and Mm -hmm. she feels the pressure to not only succeed in general but to prove to people that she is the still still the same Andy from season two that everybody knew and loved and knew could succeed and be very um you know get good grades yeah and this makes so much sense to me you know with this context I think it I'm I'm okay with the cheating thing from early season three. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it as well. Uh, he Jack it tries to tell her like you know don't admit to it like it's okay. And Andy's been living with it for six months and she's done with living in this lie. Like she realizes that she needs to like you know she needs to be free of this and you know get move on from her life. Whether that means like whatever bad consequence comes her way like she is ready to clear her chest from this and um this is what she's decided to do which is great and jack is kind of against it you know he's like you're gonna get kicked out of school like why you screwed up once but like you know you don't need to to admit it because you know better now you know yeah but andy's like you know what no i need i need to do this I need to recognize who I am again, which I also love because it's like yep. really they're like shading the early season three writers <laughs> yeah, that made her yeah. like a different character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're back at Dougie's. PC has a piece of steak on his face that Dougie wants to eat for dinner. Um, and Joey comes in who I don't know why she knows where Dougie lives, but she's here. Um, and she's just like, how dare you? You know, are you trying to be like working at a gas station your whole life? Like you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? And Pacey's like, well, Matt deserved what he got. Um, And Pacey's like, I was trying to do the right thing. And, like, he's getting upset because he feels like he was defending her. And she's upset at him for getting in trouble once again, basically. Getting in trouble, like, fighting her fight after she says, like, just let it go. Um, You know, probably blowing up the situation, uh, you know, making a big thing. Um, And then... Pacey kind of gets like gets in his own way where he admits that you know I don't know why I ever care like I was just doing Dawson a favor yeah and Joey's like what do you mean he he admits that he was looking out for Joey um with Dawson's request from uh was that the pilot episode no not the pilot it was, uh, it the, was like one the second the or third yeah, yeah. like it's He does this in the heat of the moment, definitely because he's angry that she doesn't understand why he did what he did. And she's like condemning him for defending her. Um, And she know he knows this will upset her. And she's Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? You like traded me like a baseball card. Um, And we get this like this hint of something where she's just like um, where she's like. Oh, I thought that you and me and then she's like, you know what? I thought something else like basically if I could finish her sentence for her, it's like I thought that you honestly cared about me. But it turns out you were just doing this because it was a favor to your friend. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like it's a very bad situation. Like, I don't know why Pacey had to feel like he had to say this I think it was just like a heat of a moment thing like I think that it was just like a foot and mouth thing yeah he was emotional he was probably physically in pain but it was such a fucking like bad move because he does care about Joey and it's just like he's giving off the wrong message he's getting in his own way yep um so we have the 
punishment for Pacey and Matt Caulfield. And because he has um, consistent issues with uh, like authority and he's undermining the ability for teachers to educate, um, he has decided that he is expelled, not suspended, expelled. I love this. He's just yeah. like, it wasn't just a mur- mural. I know who you are. You've been led to believe you're untouchable. You have arrogance mm-hmm. and an attitude and you're not above the law. Right. I fucking love this. And I especially love when he's like, do you have any idea what my dad will say? And Principal Green is just like, I don't give a fuck. Like he He's like, that. yeah, I do know what your eyes. dad's going to say. Yeah. And this is like what it is. I love this decision from Principal Green because Matt Caulfield's a fucking asshole. We only know him for two episodes, but good yeah. fucking riddance. See Bye, you never. Matt Caulfield. See you never. Yeah. Uh, Joey confronts Dawson about, um, <laughs> I don't know, about being quote unquote white wife swapped um yeah and then of course Dawson is pissed at Pacey that he admitted the truth about like their agreement yeah or and whatever and Dawson basically like talks sense into Joey here and like as much as Dawson annoys me this episode like he has a point where like Dawson's like it wasn't about pity I couldn't be there for you and so I wanted somebody else to be there for you Mm -hmm. and um he's just like Dawson like he's like recognize that Pacey is in there on trial for you he wouldn't have done that if he didn't truly care who cares about the agreement that we had or the favor he was doing me he wouldn't be in there if he didn't actually care so like open your eyes and see that and I do think she gets like smacked with the reality of like okay yeah you know what I do kind of see that now yeah yeah, it's, it is undeniable. Like, even if you were just doing a favor for a friend, like, he wouldn't, you you wouldn't have spent that much time with each other. Exactly. He wouldn't have taught you to drive. Like, you know, like, maybe the first couple times where, like, Pacey, like, came around with the boat and was like, how you doing? Maybe that was on, like, Dawson's request. But yeah. everything, like, helping with the B&B, like, all the stuff that Pacey's been doing, it's obviously because he cares about Joey as a person. Yeah. And more... Um, so <sighs> Pacey gets out of this, um, like without punishment, like he, uh, yeah. out of this whole situation. Kind of and insane. He, he loves Principal Green. We love Principal Green. We do. And what he has is, um, he has to be a mentor to some young kid. Yeah. Capeside mentoring program. And it's just like, okay, so he fucks up. He gets into a fist fight and we're going to have him mentor kids. Okay, yeah. great, cool. Yeah, you know. he's going to be like a big brother in a big brother program. And Dawson Lee sees the irony in this. And yeah. um, I don't know. And then he like is like, you know, what are you going to do? Teach him the importance of keeping a secret? Like from, you know, Joey, for example. Oh, my God. Like, oh, so she told Oopsies. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. And he just wants Dawson to approve, to forgive him. Just Which like Dawson Principal should. Green. Like, it's, you know what? You shouldn't have been lying to Joey in the first place. It's not a mm-hmm. huge deal. Just forgive PC. You know, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, um, well, Dawson's not very happy. No. Um, okay. And now we have another very important Andy scene. Principal Green is reading a letter that Andy wrote. We also miss the fact that Andy, like, t- cleaned out her locker. At one point as well. Um, And then Principal Green is like, I'm shocked. I'm disturbed. I like I 
you know, I never would have thought that, like, this would have come from you. Like, your behavior is deceitful and moral and ultimately a disgrace to the school. And he's like, and I'm going to have to tell, like, the educational testing service. And they're going right. to have to cancel your scores. And you're going to lose your chance at the merit scholarship. And he's like, you know, um, he asks if, like, you know. Other people knew about the test, but, like, are you sure that you're the only one that used the test? Which is yeah. an important question. Yeah, and she says she's sure of it, and she, you know, she knows that Matt was suspe- or Matt was expelled. And so she says, like, I cleared up my locker. I know what I did was no less grave or serious an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sorry for letting him down. She's sorry for letting herself down. And um, I love how Principal Green is, like, you know, he, like, he's like, Andy, like, you don't compare yourself to Matt. Like he was selfish. He's immoral. He doesn't think of anybody else. Um, and he says, this is what I tried to teach you with the disciplinary committee. Like make the punishment fit the crime, but also look at the person overall. Andy is going to benefit from his leniency. Mm-hmm. And so he says like, put your stuff back in your locker. I need to think about a punishment. You know, it's going to take me a minute to come up with it. And she thanks him. And I, I love this scene. I, I've loved the I like too. Andy principal green stuff because in a way, he's been like a father figure to her over mm-hmm. this past season um, because we haven't seen her father around much. And she needs someone to mentor her. Um, and having that be Principal Green, I think, makes a ton yeah. of sense. And, I agree. And I think, like, this does make sense. You know, she's had a one-time slip up when she was going through a really, really hard time. And mm-hmm. for him to see that and, like, understand that, like, this isn't who she is. It was one mistake yeah. versus Matt yeah. Caulfield is, it's is all really about, nice. Yeah, it's all about ultimately character. Like, not every crime fits every punishment. Yeah. Like, two people can maybe commit a similar crime. I'm not saying that defacing the mural and cheating on a, yeah. merit, on a big test is the same. But I'm saying, like, it's about the potential of that person to, like, kind of look at the whole entire picture um, and not just black and white, like, you did a crime, here's your punishment. Like, you have to, like, take into consideration, like, all facets. Um, yeah. I do, like, I am curious as to ultimately, like, what Andy's punishment will be. Like, we know that, like, he says I need a few days to figure that out. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what that is, especially if it's not something as easy as... Um, a suspension or a detention because yeah. I don't think that I think that like Principal Green knows that like that's not something that she's really going to get anything out of I think Andy would feel worse if she was suspended like so yeah we'll see what ends up happening with her I don't know if we'll get I assume we'll get a resolution to it um, but regardless I like I like that scene I think that it's perfect for for Andy and for Principal Green mm-hmm. um, and then of course we get the uh, Joey come back into paint she's decided you know what I am going to finish this mural but Pacey's already there painti- painting over the vandalism with like a fresh coat of white paint yeah a blank um, canvas Yes. And he says he thinks it would be good for her to start with a clean canvas. Um, He asks if she's going to thank him for defending her honor, bucking the system. And she's like, what, tilting windmills while having a misguided hero complex? Um, No. But she does thank him for uh, being himself, knowing what's right and what's wrong. 
and being there this year when she needed him the most. And it's like a very sweet moment. They begin painting together and we just see Dawson walking by. Mm. A little Picaroony seeing them Picaroony seeing them together walking yep. away. Yep, interesting. Yep. Very interesting. A little pin in that for later. Yeah, pin in that. We got yeah. a we have a Dawson that's not very happy with Pacey. We have um, a Pacey and a Joey, you know, getting along. Yep. It's all very interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I really liked this episode. Um, I really felt for Andy in her scenes and the fact that she's like, you know, I know what I did was wrong. I know that action ha- actions have consequences. Like, I'm prepared for the worst. Um, yeah. It was emotional for her and it was emotional for me as well. Um, and I just, I really, really liked this episode all in all. I think that it kind of resolved some um, unresolved issues uh, yeah. or like open, open questions that we've had mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that it was really good um, yeah. poor Matt Caulfield will never throw a Valentine's Day party again though. oh fuck him we don't care about him yeah I know <laughs> but I yeah know. I thought this was a great episode I think it it showcased a lot of really good moments for a lot of the characters um, yeah and I, I just I think it's a it moves the plot forward a little bit as well which mm-hmm. I like yeah. um, do you want to know what next episode's title is I would like to know, yeah. It is To Green With Love. Okay, so obviously it's either about Nikki Green or Principal Green. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to say that's going to be maybe like a Nikki-centered episode. Maybe. That would be cool. We'll see next week. Um, Yeah. Are we uh, ready to go to a quick break before we get into our feedback? Absolutely. All right. We will be back after a quick ad break. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Um, let's get into some feedback. We do have a voicemail from Temi. So let's go. Let's go to that one first. Hi, ladies. Pacey said at the start of this episode that we admire the artist. So here it goes. Indulge your senses and soften your skin with Caress Moisturizing Body Wash. The moisturizing lather and wonderful fragrances pamper your senses, leaving your skin feeling silky soft. Caress is an indulgence you can enjoy every day before you dress. Caress. <laughs> Sorry to do that. <laughs> um, fashion hour. Yes. So I hope that's uh, enough uh, admiration. We're in the uh, mutual admiration club. Thank so you. I hope you have room in your uh, detective babysitters club for Dawson. He's quite a detective in this episode. I really like Joey's disdain when Dawson walked into the B&B and she just dismissed him right away with that look. I mean, why did she put up with these guys instead of I don't know. having it be PJ or DJ? How about just J? Because she needs to find a guy who is worthy of her. Uh, and then you'll see you later. Not this season, but Jen will say, may Worthington be worthy of her. 
But where was Jen in this episode? She was nowhere to be found. So I had to say something for her. Um, I do want to ask a question. Who is your guest for the one character who appears in every episode? Because there is only one. Hmm. Um, that word, shred, that appears at the end of the episode, we need to remember that word. And then I have a question for Jess. Can you compare um, Andy Edison to Andy McPhee, if it pleases you? Uh, thank you very much. Amazing. So, so many gifts. Uh, hold on, hold on. The yes. fact that you somehow transcribed the caress body wash ad <laughs> was incredible. <laughs> like, I don't know it, how you, like, I don't know if you typed it up and, like, did it. But the it was perfect. You too can um, memorize the Caress body wash commercial <laughs> after more than ten years of your life. Oh my god! Um, spectacular, and I loved all the little like shout outs to um, like some like old jokes. That was great. Um, in addition, I do not know why Joey puts up with these dudes, but also like, how does everybody put up with Joey? How does yeah. anybody put up with anybody? anybody? I think that's the question. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, okay, so why don't you take a guess at who is the one person that is in every single episode? I feel like it has to be Dawson. Like, how can it be yeah. Dawson's Creek without Dawson being every single episode? My guess was going to be either Dawson or Joey. I feel like the top two contenders. Um, yeah. But yeah. Fair. And then comparing Annie Edison to Andy McPhee. I mean, I think Annie is a little less drama centered, but there is certainly similarity. So Annie also, I should say Annie Edison is from the show community. If you do watch it, um, I think they are very similar. I think that they're they both have like a little bit of naivete. They both want to succeed very strongly and are kind of willing to do some things that maybe you shouldn't do in order to to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a great question. I think it's a great comparison, and I also think it's no surprise that I love both of those characters because they both fit that wheelhouse of like uh, overachiever character that I very much enjoy and relate to. So yeah, love that question, Tammy. It's amazing. Absolutely. And what what's the word that we have to remember? Uh. I don't I already forgot it. I don't know. Starts with an S. Slash? Was it slash? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's slash. Well, I'll go back and when we edit the podcast, I'll I'll look it up and we'll have to remember it. But very fun feedback from Temi. Um we also have an email from Kimmy. Do you have it pulled up? I do. Okay. Hey team, here's some feedback. Number one, this is not party of five, Dougie. Hey, if you want to watch a show that makes you cry, watch it and watch party of five immediately and then she was wondering can we watch this pilot um so like maybe party of five also i've heard people ask us if we wanted to watch the buffy pilot so i think that we're gonna have to like make this like a regular thing thing. like let's watch pilots of 90s shows that i mean have you you've never seen buffy right i have not nope yeah so and what about party of five i have also not (laughs) yeah so party of five uh, we'll have to make this like a bonus episode thing that yeah, we do. Yeah, that could be like our when we get together, we watch pilots of shows. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> fun. 
Um, number two, Joey is so inspirational. I legit was heartbroken at the unveiling. Again, I repeat, the security at Capeside School is insane. Yeah, like anybody can get keys. Anybody can get early access to the school. There are ridiculous. Yeah, like how did Matt get in with like a huge bucket of like black paint? I have like a lot of questions. Um, which quote is better? Dream another dream, cowboy, because it's never going to happen. Um, from Pacey, or I'm rich, I'm white, that's all the possibility I need from Matt Caulfield. Um, and she better is in quotes. So, like, which one is like a shittier line, really? Yeah, I think that, like, the. I mean, I, I I love Dream Another Dream Cowboy. I just think you like don't call me cowboy, buddy. Don't call me buddy pal. Like that's how that feels, and I appreciate that energy. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh. Um, the next thing is Matt Caulfield is twenty nine in this episode. He looks older than Paxton Hall Yoshida, which is hard to do, and that is a reference to Never Have I Ever, which is hilarious because. Um, Paxton in that show is he is um, 30 playing an 18 or 17 year old yeah no Matt Caulfield we didn't mention it in the podcast proper but he looks old as fuck like he does not look like he's a high school student that is for sure so old so old Um, she notes that Joey bites her lip all the time in this episode and all episodes. I mean, like, it's kind of like a Katie. It's like the um, tuck the hair behind the ear and the lip bite are like Katie Holmes isms. Yes. That like you, when, she does not stop and she will not yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, an expulsion look. Joey's mural is dope, and this was bad, but you can't expel a student for this. Suspend, yes, but you definitely can't expel a, um, like that at a public school. Now, I was thinking it's because, like, he's gone in trouble a lot. Yeah, I definitely think that's what it was. Like, this isn't his first offense. He also just recently cheated, and I'd assume that yeah. he's gotten into altercations before. I mean, he didn't seem mm-hmm. all that eager to fight Pacey, so I don't know if he's gotten into, like, fist fights before. But I feel like if you have enough on your record, you certainly could be uh, expelled for this. Yeah. Yeah, so um, also Kimmy... Uh, let's us know that next episode is a good one. Ooh, so you're excited. Yes. We are excited. Um, so that's that's our feedback for this week. We've gotten like a lot of people messaging us on Twitter. We see you. We appreciate you. Um, also, um, the fashion in this episode, guys, was dire. It was bad. I I can't even fake it. Like there was this one episode, um, this one outfit that Joey's wearing where it's like she's wearing a maroon shirt that's long sleeve, then a long denim skirt, then maroon tights that are opaque. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's such a bad look. So then it's like, for me, it's like, okay, so like, do I really have to be like, okay, Joey's initial outfit, which was paint covered overalls and a handkerchief, like headscarf. Like, is that really what we're saying is the best outfit this week? Like, I can't do that to you. No, we didn't want to have to fake it. So it's just, we're sorry, folks, but it's not, it's not a good, it's not a good fashion. Everybody gets, it's Hall of Shame awards. Yeah, every single Joey is a Hall of, of Shame. Andy is a Hall of Shame. Pacey's a Hall of Shame. 
everyone's a hall of shame. The like Dawson like kind of looks like he's like a psychology professor in his clothes this week. I don't know what were they what they were doing. No, they all look terrible. It's just it's not a good it's not a good episode for fashion. It's just no. not it's not there. No, so I'm we're gonna, gonna save it for I'm another week where we actually guys and yeah, be like we can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna bullshit you guys and be like, oh like Who's the winner, like Andy or Joey, for like paint covered overalls and like butterfly clips? Like I can't yeah. do it anymore. Um, so, but what I can give you is an update for the drama draft because I have Dogs. updated scores. Uh, this episode in particular, we got. Um, I got three points for Pacey fighting with Matt Caulfield. I feel like I deserved more than that. But we have an Andy revealing her secrets. So Andy's Angels got four points for that. We always get Andy cries points. Um, So you got two points for that. We had a couple of verbal arguments between Joey and Pacey and Dawson. So a few points here and there for that. So this week, Andy's Angels scored 10 points to Team Drums with uh, three Zs, seven points. Um, Last episode was a good point maker because everyone got arrested so those were like tens tens across the board Mm -hmm. um but in terms of like overall scoring at this time team drums with three z's has 88 points and andy's angels has 149 points So not only are you kicking my ass because Bodie showed up in episode 12, Even without those which points, is 50 points, be. you would still be kicking my ass. Oh, my and God. I and think, I think what it is, is Andy, I did not realize, would be such a point, like a point magnet. There's a reason she's the titular character of my team. She gets a lot. And Dawson was really supposed to bring in points for me. And yeah. he's been... Zen Dawson this season. I know and we really need to, we need to get the Dawson of yesteryear that gets drunk for his yeah. birthday party in order for mm-hmm. you to get points for Mitch him for has sure. gotten me no points. Um, Mr. Witter has gotten me no points. Yeah. Henry's not even doing that well for you. It's really the girls that are like girls bringing pulling, that drama. They're bringing the drama. Love so, it. We love um, to see it. I'm not that happy. I don't like losing. It's embarrassing. Um, it is what it is. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, we'll check in again probably at episode 20. Um, yeah. How about it's that? Our, uh, it's been our draft update. It's going well for yeah. me, I guess. Yeah, it's going really well for me. I'm really hoping that Dawson starts, like, killing some people. I don't know. Could like, happen. Come on, Still plenty big, of time in the season left. D, come on. What are you doing, <laughs> dude? Um, but, yeah, next episode, we already said Two Green with Love. That's coming up next week. Sarah, what we, we had so much happening in December. What, yeah. what do we have for the people? Uh, so we have, um, and just like that, the Sex and City reboot, our initial thoughts. Um, we also have two holiday movies. Um, we had the Santa Claus and Home Alone, as well as on Christmas Day, we released the Friends ranking of all the holiday episodes. So super mm-hmm. busy for January I don't know if we've totally figured it out yet, but we have we're plans, getting there. We're making but moves. It's, we're making moves. So just tune in for that. 
Once again, wishing you all a happy holiday season, a very happy and safe and healthy new year. 2022 is just going to be a wonderful time. I believe in us. I mean, I believe in us. (laughs) At the very least... At the very least, you and I will continue podcasting. There's about always Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yes. yes. Um, if you want to catch me, you can always catch me on post show recaps covering community uh, on community building with Josh Wiggler. Uh, Succession just wrapped up its third season, so we put out a wrap up podcast for the season. If you want to check that out, um, I was also I guessed it again on the Dexter podcast, the Dexter New Blood. Um, so go check that out because that is just like loads of fun. I had so much fun with Grace Leader chatting about that, and then more to come always in the future from me. So if you want to see anything I'm involved in, uh, check me out on Twitter at the Just Sterling. Um, I post everything I'm, I have going on over there, and I think that's uh, I think that's about everything we have going on. Um, this this episode i think that's all we have to say this is a great episode um and we will talk to you all next week bye just ask shit 90 shows taught me with everything you have on your plate earning your degree online seems impossible but at grand canyon university we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.